Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Everyone. On this week's episode of Down the Wire, we're back to remote work. But that doesn't mean that the sports news ain't rolling in. Coaches in the NBA are getting fired. The draft lottery is getting dudes hired. And I got some fun MLB stuff. All this and more coming at you down the wire. Every time we do it, y'all, we do it with fire. It's sports podcast down the wire. Every time we do it, y'all, we do it with fire. Yeah. Sports podcast down the wire. Down the wire. Yeah. Down the wire. Yeah. Tom and Dave Burks. Yeah. Down the wire. Yeah. Down the wire. Yeah. Down the wire. Yeah. Tom and Dave Burks. Yeah. Episode number 119. Down the wire. Yes, welcome to Down the Wire, where we talk professional sports in unprofessional ways. My name is Tom, here with my brother Dave. Hello. And we are here to talk about a bunch of shit that just happened during the week. And we're remote again, if we sound a little different to us, uh, to you listeners, I guess, out there. I am currently in my room in Wilmer, Minnesota. If you don't know where that is, uh, it is far away from everything. It's near nothing. Um, about two hours from the Twin Cities. So even to say Minneapolis, it's really not doing it justice. It's nowhere near there. I was getting nervous, Dave. I was driving in here, and it said I was five minutes away, and I hadn't seen a building in like 30 miles. Um, and then finally there is a little town that looks similar to a, a mix between a West Virginia and a Milwaukee suburb. So that's kind of Wilmer. Your your room looks like looks like a, a grandma's house. Uh, honest, like that's what it looks like. Yeah, honestly, it's a pretty nice space. I, I don't hate it at all. There's a nice bed over here that's really comfortable. Actually, a very comfortable bed. And you, I don't know if you know me, Dave. I don't sleep on beds very often. I'm usually a couch guy. And... Uh, I've been finding myself making my way to this bed every night. It's feeling pretty good, and I'm getting pretty good sleep, it feels like, every morning. So, yep, currently out on assignment again, and going to be here for... Out on assignment. Oh, uh, you, you know what I mean? That's the terminology I'm going to use for the show, at least. Yeah, flex a little bit. It's okay. So, I'm thinking, ho I'm hoping that we are going to keep a contiguous schedule of you know, this Friday releases, if there's a game or something that conflicts with it, we'll still get one out a week for sure. Um, so we'll be fine. Yeah. We'll get stuff done. We'll figure it out. It'll be Friday stuff. We'll get our Friday uploads. Yes. It doesn't matter what it, it, we're, we're going to be compromised. We're going to do it compromised. Damn no, it. No, for sure. I'm, I'm want to record. I enjoy what we do very much. So, so I want to record. I absolutely will. Uh, what's new with you? How's, how's the wife? How's the kid? The wife? <laughs> Jesus. Good Lord. Don't, don't spoil things that have never been produced okay. yet. Uh, look, I, I, me, look, me and her are great. At the same point, we're great exactly where we're at in a relationship. <laughs> so 
Uh, don't you don't need to escalate too quickly here. Is mom um, freaking out this entire time too? What has mom been terrible as well too? <laughs> it's been it's been like four days. Uh, Relax. You know I feel like I'm very needed over there. So I I would I would imagine. absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. The uh, house smells better. That's oh, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Got you very him. much. Yes. Uh yeah yeah no all, all in all it's been fine busy you know how that shit goes for myself mm-hmm. and you we're busy and yet we still come out here and we produce we produce for you you know who's not producing though. The five NBA coaches that have been let go this season. Oh, yes. Including Doc Rivers this week. I think that is not as shocking as some of them. Yeah. Doc Doc is in the same boat that Bootenholzer was in. Yes. Right? Like his team was not doing as much as realistically they should be. I think the 76ers, the 76ers have been. I don't want to say a big disappointment, but they've been a, a, a fairly substantial disappointment given where their team has been, who is on said team, yeah. and not getting anywhere, right? I mean, do, do we have an Eastern Conference fi- final for them? Were they Eastern Conference final with Kawhi when Kawhi hit that shot? Does that sound right? I want to say yes. Yeah, I'm pretty but... sure Kawhi Leonard hit the shot against the... Oh, I know it was against the Sixers. I'm pretty sure that was Eastern Conference Finals. But yeah, I, I mean, the, the process is dead. If, if we're still trusting the process, that's definitely a mistake. I don't think we can continue to say trust the process when... I mean, Joel Embiid's at his all-time best right now. Obviously, MVP, right? James Harden there. They got Ben Simmons off their roster for James Harden. I mean, one of the biggest yeah. fleecings in the NBA in recent memory. And they got a lot of great role players around there, too. I mean, they brought in P.J. Tucker this year. Uh, they've had, got Seth Curry, Matisse Thibel, uh, Tyrese Maxey, of course. You know, the team was built. The The team was built. But Doc Rivers, I mean, he just loses game sevens. That's what he does. It's, it's how he the- operates. The 76ers haven't been to the conference finals since 2000. Really? So that wasn't yes. the conference finals when they uh, when Kawhi hit the shot then? No, that was the opening round. Really? Oh, no, no, sorry, sorry. That was a different one. Last year, they, lo- they lost to the Raptors. Um, in the, or sorry, 2021, they lost to the Raptors. In 2018, 2019, yes, it was the semifinals. Okay, so it was the Eastern Conference semis. Or was yes. it the Eastern Conference? Okay, okay, okay. Um, all right, yeah. glad, glad we got that situated. We're all good now. I yeah, think, I, I mean, I that's, think Doc that's Rivers not enough. On, I, I that's think, not enough. I, I think Doc Rivers was on the chopping block if they got eliminated. I think that was definitely going to be an option. Um, my, I think that Monty Williams going is definitely more of an eyebrow raiser, I, I think. because Is it? But Well, here's the problem. Is it, though? What it really should be is the GM should be gone if 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 it's all reality because the 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 Suns, I mean they traded away their entire future for Kevin Durant and they gave up many valuable basketball players in the process too. I mean we've seen uh, Michael Bridges just absolutely going off. We've seen Cam Johnson put up valuable minutes over there. It, it definitely was a move that, you know, obviously you get a top five basketball player every year on your team when you have Kevin Durant there. 
But when do you ever see a move like that work year one? It just never happens. I mean, the Heat didn't do it. Uh, the the Nets didn't do it. The Suns didn't do it now. I, it happened with, I guess, Kevin Durant and the Warriors, but that was also the best team ever assembled, and then they added Kevin Durant to it. So I don't think that necessarily it's fair to be like they needed to win this year because it still doesn't happen. Now, Monty Williams... Sure, if you wanted him gone, I just don't understand all these firings because I think it's going to be an absolute carousel of these guys because I don't know who is the best coach on the market right now. Well, okay, well, hold on, hold on. Let's let me go back to Monty Williams, right? Monty, when did Monty Williams get hired for the Suns? Was that twenty twenty, the same year that the Bucks won? 2020, uh, 2021? Um, I would say probably the year before that. I don't think he made the championship his first year. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. But he was with the Pelicans, obviously, for a while as well. So Well, that- oh, regardless, it doesn't really matter um, because the Suns haven't been to uh, – they started making their playoffs consistently in 2020, yeah. 2021. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the year they lost to the Bucks in the finals. You know, game – Game six, boom. Let's go to 2021. You end up losing to the Mavericks in a seven-game series in the conference semis. Then 2022-2023, so this year, you lose to the Nuggets in six games. Mm -hmm. So it's trending down, right? Chris Paul is getting older. Yep. Kevin Durant is getting older too. I think... Losing Monty Williams is the right call as well. Um, when it when it comes to the fact that he's just not he's not growing. Yeah. In fact, it's the exact opposite. He's fading. And I'm not saying that Monty Williams is a bad head coach. In fact, uh, spoiler alert: Bucks go get Monty Williams. I'm super for that. But now. Now there's a vacancy over there. And I think Monty Williams was in the same boat as Bud, the same boat as Doc, where you've had this team for X number of years and you haven't been able to produce. You got to move on. So who are the other three coaches that were let go? It was uh, Houston, Steven Silas. We had, um, was it James Borrego in Charlotte? And who's the other one I'm missing? Uh, do you have, uh, obviously Toronto? Oh, and Nick nurse. Yeah. That's the other one. Yeah. So those are the and five. What about, what about Detroit as well? Oh, I guess Dwayne Casey. Everyone forgets about Dwayne Casey too. So six coaches have been fired then this year, uh, and with the new, uh, sons fire or with doc rivers did, being gone. I, I don't know if Houston's spot is open. Houston's spot got filled by Ime Udoka. He was Steven Silas got yeah. fired. Yeah. So there's only yeah. vacancy. I we just said that five coaches got fired. So I want to clear. There's only five jobs. Okay. Yes. I, I get. I that. was taking. I was taking the overall vacancies into consideration. Okay. Yeah. So um, it, of the of the coaches available that you know of or see, do you think Monty Williams is? Maybe this is both the same answer. Do you think he is a the best option for the Bucks and b the best coach on the market? Uh, I'm going, me personally, I think Monty Williams is the best choice for the Bucks. Best coach on the market, though. 
I'm gonna say yeah. I think Monty Williams is the right, is the best guy. Um, even I know when, a even lot if of people, Bud gets a job next year, I, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put an asterisk to this because we don't. I, it's pretty much like for sure Jay Wright's not gonna take a job. Yeah, I think Jay Wright is probably the big one. Sure, if he was available, sure, I would get Jay Wright over Monty Williams. But you know, I, even that's that's hard to justify because Jay Wright has or hasn't had. I don't, does, has he ever coached in the NBA? I like, don't think so. I think he, I think he was just Villanova for the fattest time, obviously. So I, I don't think he's been to the NBA. No, if I, from what I remember from Jay Wright, I think he's been a college guy his whole time. I think that Monty Williams of the candidates around. Yeah, I guess. Like, again. You know me, I wasn't really a fire bud guy, so all these coaches are just kind of mid to me impersonally. But Monty Williams, I guess it would be interesting to get him on this roster, see what he can do with it, how him and Giannis would gel together, obviously. Because ultimately, that's really what the Bucks have to take into consideration is you got to get the guy that Giannis wants. Whoever Giannis wants is the right hire. That's It, it doesn't matter where you think this guy can take the team, if Giannis doesn't buy in, it's a it's a terrible fight. It's a terrible hire. It does not matter one bit. Now, I I thought the name I heard yesterday was kind of interesting with Kelvin Sampson. Now, Sampson, former Bucks assistant, head coach in college for however long now. He's a perennial power uh perennial final four Speaking candidate. Speaking of Houston. Yeah, perennial final four candidate with Houston. Uh, I believe it was with Oklahoma. Indiana maybe as well so he's been around for a while he's definitely had his run in basketball of the names I've heard I definitely think that I lean towards Monty Williams and Kelvin Sampson I actually wouldn't hate it on paper to get him uh, going for the Bucks now I would just I, I really want to know I, I, I want to know honest, if Bud though, if is on the market if you have the option between Monty Williams or Calvin Sampson, who you taking? I think I think Monty Williams, just because he's been in the NBA, he's been to the championship. Exactly. I want to know if there's ever been a coach to lose to a team and then go win a championship with them. That's an interesting stat to have too, because that that's kind of interesting. If he becomes the next head coach after we're the team that beat him to win a championship, I think that um, with with which job now do you think? Let's say the Bucks job isn't the be- isn't the best job, or is the best job, and we won't go any farther from that. Is Philly now the best job open? I think personally, I think Doc Rivers is going to be a front runner in the Bucks search as well too. I, I think that that God, I don't, I just don't want with Doc Rivers with the Marquette connection. Obviously, Milwaukee. I I could totally see Doc Rivers being a Milwaukee Bucks head coach. Do you think that I, – I think Doc will be coaching next year. I don't know where it's going to be. I think he would be a, also a very prime Suns candidate on top of that. That seems like something he would do. So who do you think, Suns or Philly, which one is a better job? Because I think that's probably the two best jobs left on the market, right? Mm, I, I mean, this is – I think Philly – That's a hard one. I think Philly's that, the better that, job on paper. I, I think – I think overall, I, I think you're right. I think Philly is the better one going forward, um, long-term especially, because uh, shit, man, Phoenix is just getting old. 
And I know we want to go off name value, and Kevin Durant is still that dude. Chris Paul, still that kind of guy as well. And Devin but... Booker. Devin Booker, obviously, he's locked up for a while. KD's locked up for a while. But it sure sounds like they're going to be moving on from DeAndre Ayton right now as well, too. He doesn't want to be in Phoenix. So he's definitely going to be on the market as well for the right suit. This, I mean, this he's, he's basically said he wants to be in Phoenix. Well, it sure but sounds like DeAndre they don't want Aiden's him. the only piece they have to get more assets. And we just got done saying how they traded away their whole bench when they got Kevin Durant. Yeah. So I think Philly's the better job. I, I'm Right now, to win next year, maybe it's Phoenix, maybe. But to right. have right. a long-term job, I think Philly's probably the better job. All right, just quick prediction mach- machine, all right? So I got these five coaches. Yeah. Who who fills them? We'll start we'll start off with the the ones we don't necessarily care about. Detroit Pistons. Uh they're going to run it back with Steph Van Gundy or Steve Van Gundy, something <laughs> like they're going to get You know what? This is James Borrego. James Borrego is getting the Detroit job. That's that sounds for that sounds right. It's going to be the guy that no they're getting the third best option or fifth best option, whatever it is. They're not going to pull, pull anyone. I get it. They got a lot of young core around them. I still think it's well, a project. Here, let me give you the three finalists that they have. It's Charles Lee, Pelicans assistant Jaron Collins, and former UConn coach Kevin Ollie. Ooh. Okay, I like Charles Lee there then. I think Charles Lee is not going to get the Bucks job. That's what I think. So I think he's going to leave because I don't think the Bucks are going to give him the job. While I would totally... Does Charles Lee fit in above Monty Williams for you? Uh, I would see. I would say no. Actually, I th- I like Monty Williams more than Charles Lee. Okay, yeah. Then I think Charles Lee's gone. I think Charles Lee gets a job this season, uh, which is also crazy. Like Bud just produces other coaches, and we got rid of him. But um, yeah, Charles Lee gets the gets the Detroit job then. I don't hate that prediction. I really like the idea of Kevin Ollie making the jump. Um, but I, well, he's not at UConn anymore. Now it's, uh, Hurley, Danny Hurley. So what form? I just, I yeah. just mean the jump to the NBA. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't hate that. Okay. Toronto Raptors. Uh, can Dwayne Casey go back? That's another one that, uh, that, that just feels like his job. Do you think doc would go to Canada? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I see hmm. that one a little bit too. I, I don't hate that on top of it. Uh, I, I think I think that's the fourth job. I think that's the fourth best job. So whoever you think of there, I, I know that Suns assistants are getting interviews. I know that Heat assistants are getting interviews. I, I think B- we might. Budenholzer is a consideration here too. Oh, I, I don't, don't hate think that. He's gonna go there. I don't hate but, that. Uh, he's definitely a consideration. The the one that uh, so I'm looking at a just a vacancy thing and the the front runner right now is adrian griffin i don't the pelicans assistant uh, he was he was a former um like a former guy under nick nurse oh okay. and the idea of running it back sure but you know slightly different isn't it crazy all right yeah. they also interviewed they also interviewed jj reddick as well as the spanish national team coach sergio Scarolio. Sc- Scariolo. Sorry, that's a 
Jesus. That's a name. That's a name right there. Let's go with Scariolo. Why not? Why don't we say he gets the, the Spanish job? team? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. We're just going to get more international. All nice. right. Okay. So I, I think we agreed that Phoenix is the next one then. Who takes Phoenix? Oh, I think that's Doc. I think Doc gets Phoenix. I, I uh, if we if if Doc doesn't get Milwaukee, he gets Phoenix. He's he's getting one of those two jobs, one hundred percent. You know, I I would want to say that it's going to be someone else. I I honestly could see it going a young guy, and I don't know why. Um, CBS Sports has Mike Budenholzer there because of the three point connection. Mm. You know, and that's that makes a lot of sense to me. But uh, spoiler alert, Boonehoser is going to Philly. I just have a gut feeling Ooh. that Boonehoser is like the top guy in Philly's eyes. I would they root want for him. him there. I really would. I swear to God, I would root for Bud. Like I, I would turn around on Philly if they got Bud. I, I just have a soft spot for him. Uh, so I'm. We might as well just jump to that. We'll say uh, 76ers. Okay. You know what? Hold up. Hold up. We're missing a very important candidate here for the Suns job. Nick Nurse. Yeah. Nurse. So is it safe? I think that any one of these three jobs between Philly, Milwaukee, Phoenix will land. Obviously, Doc can't go to Philly, but Nurse, Bud, and Doc are getting the, that will be the carousel I'm, right there. I know I'm not even putting doc in there. I'm going to say nurse bud and Williams. I think Monty has a better chance so of then, getting hired I, than so, doc rivers. So, so I don't think doc's going to not coach next year. And I think bud's got a better chance, but a better chance of not coaching next year. I, I think that's the most I'm just logical. Talking, I'm talking about between those three teams. Right, you threw Doc in. I'm throwing um, Monty Williams in there. Yeah, that. Well, he's going to get a job too. Yeah, but Monty is going to get in one of those two teams, I guess. Milwaukee, yeah, Milwaukee, Philadelphia. Yeah, that's what I think. And I'm going to be honest. I think Philly is a better option long term than Milwaukee is. I think Philly is the number one destination job. Okay. I can get behind that. I think the best win now job is Milwaukee. I, it's really close. It's close all the way around, man. And the only reason why I, I like Philly better is that I think Philly's gotten more draft capital going forward. Yeah, definitely. But it's also going to be late first round stuff, so... Who cares? Also, did they get any, did they have to give up picks when they got James Harden? I'm sure he, and you know, now you might not even have James Harden. I know James Harden played That's a role. Fair. I know James Harden played a role in getting Doc fired, but it still sounds like he's opting out of his player option. He's going to su- try to secure a long-term deal. I think we've heard Houston be a name with James Harden, very heavily involved with him to go back to Houston so they can retire a different number at a strip club down there for him. And then now who knows if the Lakers or the Knicks or whoever like big market gets involved with that. The Heat, God, the Heat are going to add someone and it's going to piss me off. Just watch. I I can tell 
that that team is going to just make a splash. Who's not going to want to party in South Beach? You know how many strip clubs are well, in South Beach, bro? James Harden would love that. Well, let's get into that, right? Because we got the, the, the conference finals going on right now. And after last night, the Heat, I mean, they more or less dismantled the Celtics. I know it got close towards the end. But it really didn't. Well, the, the Heat were in control of that game from from. It was a thirteen point comeback. One. It was a thirteen point comeback for the Heat in the fourth quarter. I I mean, I think of it as the Heat just don't quit. The Heat, they have been so. I, I've never seen a team that so easily can turn around what their flaws were from the regular season to a postseason and by the way I mean maybe the best buyout ever was Kevin Love I mean to like bring in Kevin Love who apparently is good now and I think they also got uh if I'm not mistaken oh god they got one more from it I can't remember now who is their other buyout Kyle Lowry no, was he their buyout too or something I, I don't no, know he was there I don't this know whole year. I thought he got I think he signed with them. Yeah, he was he here this whole year. Well, the season. There's one but, more I'm missing too, and I can't remember. Oh, uh, the Zeller, the Zell, the fucking Cody Zeller, dude. Like, oh, I didn't even know he was on that team. Dude, um, it's just a bunch of bullshit. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is a fucking monster for this team. He is, and not just not just in the the gameplay, right? I think Kyle Lowry has that that PJ Tucker. Like, dog. he's got the uh, dog motivator, yeah. motivator, right? Mm -hmm. You got that dog, mm -hmm. you know, that type of shit. PJ Tucker, or sorry, Kyle Lowry is filling that void for P for Miami. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I want Miami to win. Gross. Uh, I'm I, sorry. I, well, I know you're not like that, but I like, I don't know if I hate it, Miami. This is, not, this is not necessarily because they beat the Bucks. This is because that team is fun. Sure. I also don't know if I can root for Boston. So I, I fairly can say that I, I think I'm rooting for LeBron still, even though that was a shit show on top of it too. Yee. Uh, um, but Miami, I mean, they lost their second best player on offense in the first game of the, of, uh, was it the first game when Tyler hero got hurt? Wasn't it? I think in the first round, so the only way they get him back is they make the finals and the team has just been lights out since then. Right now they shot over 50% against from three uh, again yesterday from three. They're I think the top two right now in shooting in the playoffs when they were 20th or whatever the fuck it was during the regular season. They've completely shifted. They are the team just exudes dog. All right. It's not just Kyle Lowry. Is this. Is this like a, a Dante DiVincenzo moment goes down like first series? And now, uh, now look, the team's like on God mode team of destiny. Tell me this team isn't the Oh four Pistons, bro. I mean, it's the same vibes to me where it's like, Ooh. maybe they I mean, shouldn't be this good, but they are getting the job done gritty and hard throughout the whole way. They got a this, lockdown, small center, a lockdown, small center with one dog player who's just going off, and that was Chauncey Billups over there for Detroit. Yeah, this team is better than that than that Pistons team, at least like from a from a standpoint, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this is a playoff-built team. I mean, this team is just... And Spolstra, I mean, you got to give credit to Spolstra. Obviously, he is a great playoff coach. He is uh, not the best regular season coach. I'm hearing, like, Spolstra top 10 coach all time. I mean, maybe, like, very back end of 10. Like, we got to... I think we got to see him win this one without LeBron, and then we can start to say stuff like that. If he wins one without LeBron... Okay, we can put Spolstra up there, but he does have Braun for two of his titles and all of his playoff, uh, all of his finals appearances, with exception to the bubble, have been with a top twenty player all time. And maybe by the end of it, Jimmy Butler gets there. But um, as of right now, he's not. I don't know if he's probably top fifty all time, and he's playing out of his damn mind and he plays crazy in the playoffs. So you got to give it to Jimmy Butler. You got to give it to Eric Spolstra. And the rest of these guys that are just a bunch of hodgepodge of nothingness on paper have turned into an amazing acclimated team when they get together. So, uh, you know, Gabe Vincent, uh, Max Struess, uh, Cody Zeller, you know, just these random ass names that all seem to be very coherent together. Okay. I, you know what? I'm... I'm fine putting Spolstra in my top 10 coaches right now. Mm. I, I mean, right now, even I think he has done tremendous work with the teams that the players that have been, is he the longest on his, is team. he the longest tenured coach? Is, no, no Popovich Popovich has to be yeah, sorry, Pop- but Spolstra next. I mean, who's been, who's been in a job longer than, Pop and Spolstra. Obviously, Popovich has been there, I think, since the '90s. Um, but Spolstra, I mean, he was at, he was on the '06 yeah. team. Spolstra is number two. Uh, then number three is Steve Kerr and Mike Malone in Denver. Oh, okay, interesting, interesting. Let's Bo- talk. Budenholzer was <laughs> number five on that list. Let's talk about Denver then. Let's talk about Denver in LA. Uh, well, not in LA, but NLA in Denver. Nikola Jokic is on his fuck you tour after not winning a MVP. I think that's another highlight from this. Nikola Jokic is just so... I've never seen someone who should just suck so much at basketball that is so good at basketball on top of that. I mean, a freak build can pass the ball... He's got all these guys playing out of their mind again. Jamal Murray, another guy who just turns it up in the playoffs every time he's out there. We got MPJ putting up buckets, Aaron Gordon. It doesn't matter. This is an absolutely stacked team again, and it feels like the Cinderella of Los Angeles is dwindling. It is beginning to hit midnight. It seems like Denver's year. All right, so Denver, let's start with your first thing about Jokic play mm-hmm. you, you remember you ever watch well I guarantee you have you know when you watch an Adam Sandler movie and he plays basketball out of his mind yes that is Nikola Jokic but in real life I just watched Hustle like yesterday for the first time ever yeah how did you feel it was good it was good it was a good movie yeah, yeah it's it fun, fun time but but that is that is what Jokic is. Yeah. Jokic is every time you see Adam Sandler playing basketball on the movies, like that is that is how he plays. Where it's like, how the fuck did he make that shot? Yeah. Also, yeah. 
you look unathletic, there's no way you actually made that. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, that's that's Jokic. And I love watching it. Sure. Jokic is probably, probably in, like, my top five most exciting players to watch. Like, uh, um... just, for an entire game. For an entire game. He is mesmerizing. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Giannis and Curry might be above that, and I don't know who else. I mean, is there? Uh, I mean, right as of right now, give me Jimmy. Jimmy is fucking blue. Yeah, yeah, I guess as of right now, but that's always again like another one where it's it varies. He turns it up in the playoffs. Sometimes you know we we forget we swept them last year as well too. So I mean, I I like that. I think that's fair. Sorry, I had a uh, cut out for a second there. Um. LeBron, LeBron's look at they they look a little old, they look a little old, look a little flustered. I heard because they are. So Tony Maki, Tony Maki, uh, when he's he's on this like Larry Bird's better than LeBron thing on Twitter. Have you seen that? Vaguely, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's I mean, actually stems from me and Cone, our our buddy Cone from Twitter. Uh, we were in a space a couple nights ago talking about it, and. Which you got me hooked on Twitter Spaces now. Now I'm in Twitter Spaces all the time. I don't. I don't know what, all the time. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, and I never can make them anymore. So we were talking about this, and what he said was Anthony Davis is now the one in L.A. for the Lakers. He says Anthony <laughs> Davis has to play his best for them to win because he's the one. He's not the two anymore. I said LeBron is not a two. Like, he's just not. So if they if you think he's a two, they're done. They are done because LeBron doesn't play two while he, he's a, such a ball-dominant guy. He's my goat. You know how we feel about him. But if you think yep. LeBron is down to two, like, then the Lakers are dead. Like, he, he they're dead. I will give you 1A, 1B. Okay. Can you give LeBron? Can you give LeBron a one B situation? Oh God, that just seems, you know. It feels weird to say. Yeah. But how about can it be a um an Anthony Davis is the number one in this playoffs? I think you can put Anthony Davis at one B. I don't know if you can put LeBron at one B because Anthony da LeBron's gonna take over a game. You know he's going to in this in this series. It doesn't really matter. I think that LeBron's going to have a game where he goes for a triple-double with 38 points and he's got 17 in the fourth quarter or something like that. And it's going to be a LeBron game that we'll know, we'll, we'll recognize we've seen that before. Anthony Davis will definitely flounder. I mean, that's what he does in the play. He's, he is the James Harden of big men in the playoffs whenever it comes to it. And... He, but he also has the capability of having a 45.20 rebound night we've seen before, too. So I I just like to think that if LeBron is not the number one in people's eyes, the Lakers are dead. Like, he's he's not a number two anywhere. I, look, both of, them, both of them this past game, they had a pretty decent game, but you look at it, Davis was the better player. Just saying. LeBron's a little old. He's a little old. Okay, I get that. I get that part of it. So I see where you might think that, but 
LeBron's the best player on that team still, even though he's that old. He he is a freak. He is first time he ever didn't get MVP votes. That was crazy, obviously, too. I don't know if we touched on that, but uh yeah, I'm I'm still not convinced that Anthony Davis is the better player on that team. Okay. All right. Well, enough about the present. Let's talk about the future. The NBA draft lottery happened. It's basically uh, who the hell is going to get Victor Wimbanyama? And uh, it just so happened to be the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. You um you surprised by that? Because uh, I'm not. The Spurs sucked ass. No, uh, no. They were terrible. Spurs were tanking for Wemby, too. I think that was a team that was totally in that boat where they were trying to get rid of him uh, or trying to get bad for him. Also, big losers, the Pistons. Uh, Pistons, I think, technically had the best odds or the number one losing. They had 14% at least. And uh, fall all the way to five. It's a big L because... Well, yeah, Vic- that's a huge loss. Well, because Victor Wembanyama, while he's obviously number one, I mean, the number two and the number three prospect with Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller are no slouches either. I think they're pretty... It's a pretty good top-heavy class, plus the Thompson twins with the Sewer and Amon. Uh, they're also pretty highly touted right now. I, I would say that right now with the top three being um, the Spurs, uh, the Hornets, and the Blazers, I would say that it's probably going to be Brandon Miller going number two with Scoot Henderson going three, which I think Scoot's a better prospect. I think he's more athletic. He's like a Russell Westbrook type comp, I guess, which isn't great now, but like a good Russell Westbrook comp. Um, so I don't think you really lose I, if you got out of the top three. If you didn't get in the top three, it was kind of a tough, tough night for you. I think Scoot is number two. Yeah. Um, and I, Scoot is making a hard push right now to be number one. Well, he's not uh, going the way to. he's just chirping in. He's not saying that he's pushing as it like in play. Mm-hmm. I think. Wimbanyama is the guy that the odds right now in Vegas, the odds right now in Vegas are minus 20,000 for him to go. Number one, you have to put down 20 grand to win a hundred dollars for him to go. Number one. So it is going to be Victor Wimbanyama. I don't think there's any debate around that. It would be insane if the Spurs fuck this up. And especially because now the Spurs, their other two picks. One thing with him. Does seven foot four scare you? No, I don't think he's actually. I mean, like, I think he's probably seven two, and they they hype it up a little bit. I don't think he's seven he, foot. He's four. only nineteen. He still realistically could get those two inches. It would scare you, but it's you. He's got the Kevin Durant skill set. I mean, he's literally Slim Reaper two point right now because he has the handles. He has the shot. He plays really good defense. Now, he's kind of skinny, obviously, we've seen, but he's going to put some weight on when he gets to the States. I don't think there's any debate about that. Uh, if he gets to the frame of, like, a Giannis, like, this dude's going to be fucking scary. I mean, <laughs> that's that's kind of what it is. I, I know I yeah, heard... This is this is the prospect comparison that they're talking about. So not, not necessarily skill set, just prospect, like, where he's at. Bill Walton, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Hakeem Olajuwon, 
Patrick Ewing, Ralph Sampson, Shaquille O'Neal, Tim Duncan, Anthony Davis. I think he's probably the most hyped prospect since LeBron James in the turn of the century. I don't know about how I, I really can't speak on many of the other ones. I think everyone knew Kareem also was a really big prospect because they did a coin flip, obviously, when the Bucks got him. Um, I just think that Wembenyama is the most basketball gifted big we've ever seen come to America to play basketball. So uh, shout out to Brian Windhorse for that 70 second interview at two 30 in the morning, uh, in France with Victor Wembenyama. Also, I mean, it was so weird watching the, I don't like the people going to the draft lottery. I don't like the prospects going to the draft lottery. I think that's weird. Does that sound weird to me? I think the draft lottery is honestly kind of weird. What, right. Um, it's also just showing uh, the numbers. Idea of, it's like, not the ping pong balls. Like showing... Right. Why don't you just show the ping pong balls? That would be way more sick. The, again, the whole thing is weird to me. Um, I, I don't hate the draft lottery. I hate the presentation of the draft lottery. It's like th this is a this is a five minute thing. That you're turning into, you know, the fucking craziest thing uh, of all time. To be fair, it's it's a very quick presentation. It's one break. They go from pick 14 to four all in one motion. And then they're like, all right, we'll take a break. We come back. Boom, it's over. Like, it's over so fast. And, you know, you feel for it. A couple of star-studded uh, people there representing teams. I saw Ben Wallace was there. Ime Udoka was representing Houston. Oh, God, I forget who else was there now. But, like, you were like, oh, shit, I, I forgot that guy existed, you know, whenever you saw him uh, representing the people for their uh, respected pick. Spurs guy was so jacked. He was so jacked when he won, as any of those guys Well, would be. he should. Yeah, I, as any of them would have been, too, I think. So, I, I'm I'm excited the two other first-round picks in Spurs history, first overall picks, David Robinson, Tim Duncan. So, boom. Pretty good quality to be with in San Antonio. Okay. Well, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know how much we're going to talk about it, but I figure we wanna, I want to get a little bit of football in today. Okay. Is there anything going on? Because I can't think of it. Well, did Outside you see, of just basic did you stuff, see you know? Aaron Rodgers reworked his contract or is working on reworking his contract like as a big yeah, asshole move? Again, yes. Is that a big thing? No, I mean, that that's kind of that's kind of what I've gathered from football news. We're just getting rookies reporting right now. Nothing too crazy. Saw Bryce Young like throw that made him look really small. He looks so small next to all those linemen that he's standing behind. Haven't seen any news out of Houston. I don't know how that's going with Will Anderson and CJ Stroud right now, but we are just so far away from football. It's kind of it's kind of painful at some points. Yeah, we're gonna get well, there, we, but no, nothing right now. We're far away from football season, but that doesn't stop the casinos because Bet MGM just put out their first over under win totals Ooh, okay for each of the thing uh, each team and i just want to go through some of okay, them let me pull up I, the nfl schedule real quick so i can just see it 
in my face. Go ahead, explain. So right now, New York Jets. What do you think their over under win total is? Ooh. It's either nine and a half or ten and a half. Under nine and a half at plus one ten. Ooh. I mean, well, that I would... realize you're getting some pretty difficult games. So their first seven games of the season are Bills at Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs at Broncos, Eagles, and at Giants. That's a pretty difficult schedule when you think about it. Yeah, the Jets um, did get a rough schedule. Um, so I, I'd, oh, God, I'm surprised they went that low i get i mean do you think the jets win 10 games this year that's that's the that's the call right now did you see there will be a peacock exclusive game this year as well too that was another one that yes I saw. that's black friday right uh no that's amazon will get black friday i'm pretty sure mm, i don't think so really i'm pretty sure it was peacock but i might be wrong but yeah uh right now new york jets under nine and a half honestly seeing that start of the schedule I might take that. That seems like a solid bet to take. I, uh, well, right. Like we said, bills is Monday night football. They got the Cowboys, right? Cats, uh, chiefs Broncos seems like a dub. Uh, Eagles is a tough one. Giants is a tough one. Probably chargers Raiders, probably a dub bills again. I, yeah. I mean, that's definitely not an easy draw. They've gotten right here from the schedule gods uh by any means they do have a couple of warm up uh, uh you know like bones thrown to them with atlanta later on they get uh houston as well y are the jets a lot better than miami pro maybe maybe but uh definitely eases up at the end it's just tough that they're now in that division where if they're not the second best team you know, you're playing a team that is, you know, the Bills and the Dolphins. Pat Patriots probably no slouch either. You got to play that six times. That's not that's not an easy draw. Yeah. All right. Here's another one. Uh, next one, I should say. Denver Broncos over eight and a half at plus one oh five. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Broncos. So people are thinking the Let's Ride country is going to be uh, back in business this year. Is what we're saying. Week one, they are with the Raiders. So I think that's going to be a test right there. Are they better than the Raiders right now? Com Commanders. Uh, you know they got the Bears in week four. They get Jets at some point this year as two Chiefs. Uh, do you think the Packers will beat the Broncos? I could see them. Where are they at home or away? Uh, it will be in Denver. Uh, that's that makes it a little bit trickier, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I I'll get to the Packers later. Obviously, I, I'm going to tell you right now. I these are one, two, three. Where okay, fine, fine. How about five. this? How about so, I change it up a little bit? Hold on. Will the Broncos? Hold on, hold on, hold on, where would the Broncos? Where would the Broncos? Hold on. Go damn ahead. It. Damn it. These six things, these six teams that I'm about to mention are listed as best bets. So these are the the six best over unders for you to take in the NFL. If the Broncos were in the NFC North, where would they finish? With five teams. 
I, I mean, I could legitimately see them finishing second. You think better than both Detroit and Minnesota? I, I could. Okay. All right. I mean, like last year was pretty brutal for Broncos fans. That was not a fun time. So I, I'm not going to say Russell Wilson's going to just turn it around because last year, I know we saw at the end of the year when hack job got out of it, it was better, but I don't know. I, what was it? What was that? Under eight and a half wins was the bet under uh, over eight and a half at plus one Oh five. Wow. I don't know if that's the second best bet on the list. That's for sure. Okay. What's the next I, one? I think more, these six are just best bets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah overall. Yeah. Right. What's the next uh, New one? York Giants under eight and a half at minus one forty five. Ooh. Okay. Well, they do have a tough division as well. Obviously, they're going to have um, Philly. They're going to have Dallas, who I don't know if they're any better than either of those teams. Obviously, uh, they got to they got to open up with Dallas. They are Sunday night football week one Cowboys at Giants. So that'll get us a feel for it. But then they go to the Cardinals. I mean, they're Thursday night against San Fran. Seahawks is going to be a toss-up. Miami's probably a toss-up. Bills, Commanders, uh, Jets, again, Raiders in the weeks, uh, week nine. I think that it is under eight and a half, you said. Oh, God, we got look a, at, we got a look at the Look at the Giants' first 11 weeks. Yeah. Do you know what I see? Seven road games. Mm-hmm including look at the start of the season three road games in 11 days yeah yeah that's brutal that is brutal and then three road games to end it at vegas dallas and washington mm. to end that that first 11 weeks man and this is also something do that is never really quantified but Daniel Jones got his contract. Right, right. I mean, at this point, what else? <sighs> I don't know, man. I I don't I don't love I don't love the Giants. And one team, you know, obviously the same teams don't make the playoffs every year. So one team gets in, one team gets out. Giants could be the team looking out. They could be. I, I don't hate that under. I think Baltimore that's Ravens. Than, yeah. Over nine and a half at minus one twenty. Over nine and a half for the Ravens. Okay, well, speaking of got their contract, uh, Lamar Jackson got his bag, obviously, this offseason. Ravens, uh, week one, where do they start out? They will be with Houston, so that's dub. That's an easy one to go for right there. Uh, then they go Bengals week two. That's a tough one. Colts week three. Browns, Steelers, Titans. They're at nine and a half, you said? Yep. Uh, yeah, I love that. I think I love that. Their, their schedule does not look too daunting. And then week 16, they go to San Francisco and then week. Yeah. I mean, they'll probably split with the Steelers like they do. No, I think that's a good one. I, I would say that's a fun one good to go for root for 10 wins in, in, uh, Baltimore. I think that seems very plausible right now. Yeah. Buccaneers. Under six and a half at minus one twenty. Wow, that is really taking a shit on Baker Mayfield's manhood right there. If you're gonna say that, this is this is more about them getting Caleb Williams though. Okay, 
Okay, the Buccaneers go for go for Caleb. Tampa and Minnesota could be an interesting one week one. Uh, I don't think that that's by any means an easy game. Bears, I think they could win that one. Philly's going to shit stomp them. The Saints is going to be a toss-up. Lions toss-up. Falcons dub. Bills are going to shit stomp them. Texans are going to win. Uh, Titans, I think that's a t- Ooh, dude. I don't know. I might. What What was the under on that? Six and a half for what odds? Under six and a half at minus 120. Dude, I think they can sneak out seven wins in some, some capacity here, maybe. I mean, mm, it's the worst I, I, division in sports. It's the worst division in the sport, right? The NFC South? Arguably, yeah. Yeah, and on top of it, you know, let's just say they win half of those games, so that's three of them. Now they have to find a way to get four wins out of the uh let's see out, out of like the jaguars the oh falcons are in their division sorry colts they're not gonna beat the niners titans texans um lions eagles they're not and the bears i mean yeah it's gonna be close vikings as well if they like beat the vikings week one we'll know if they beat the vikings week one we'll know if they'll hit that total all right and the last one, Green Bay Packers, over seven and a half. It's an even split. Yeah, okay. That's an interesting I one. I think that's a good so, bet. So I actually went to make sure to look up the Packers odds if that didn't make it into the thing. I did see it was seven and a half, um, and it's interesting. So this obviously all lands on the play of Jordan Love. If Jordan Love looks like he's productive and competent, eight wins seems pretty easy for Green Bay. That that wouldn't be an issue. Opening up, the Packers open up with a very favorable schedule. They have a very favorable schedule all around, I think. Yes. I heard as Four well. Four of the first five games are against losing uh, teams with a losing record in 2022. So it's at Bears, it's at Falcons. Then they go. Sa- then Saints come to Lambeau for Week Three. That's three very winnable games for, well, depending on the play of Derek Carr again, uh, for Green that, Bay, for Derek Carr or Jordan Love. Uh, Derek Carr could take over a okay. couple games too, you know. But Jordan Love, I think we'll know a little bit more about Jordan Love come that game at with two games under the belt. And if it's drastic, he's really good or he's really bad. We'll probably know in two games. I, I honestly like. I think if he's if he's obvious if he's on one end of the spectrum of good and bad, we'll know within two games, right? Yeah. If he's if he's uh, average, if he's average, I don't know. We don't know. He just has to play like Aaron Rodgers did last year. Okay, all right, fair enough. That went eight and nine. Yeah. Uh, Lions were week four, so that's a tough one, but it's at Green Bay. Then they get the Raiders, Broncos, uh, Vikings are coming in on week seven or eight, rather. Rams are there. That'll be an interesting one. If they're back this year with Stafford coming back, they get the Steelers, the Chargers, Lions, Chiefs. Oh, I don't know, man. Finding eight wins seems seems a little tough here. I If... if the NFC South helps us out any much, it'll be that'll get us to that'll get us to eight wins, but definitely not the best 
the best case scenario of like only playing the Falcons every week or something. So like, yeah, that's true. Um, but I, 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 I would think take that bet. I do I think eight is plausible. I think eight is plausible for the green Bay Packers this year. All right. Uh, so let me just, we'll quickly rapid fire through the rest of them. Like good bet, bad bet. Okay. Okay. Cincinnati Bengals over 11 and a half at even. Okay, and I'm not going to look at the schedules for any of these anymore. This is going to be strictly gut. I'll say under, but it's 11. Yeah, I, I would take the under in that. I think 12 seems like a lot for Cincinnati. I think Baltimore is going to win the um, division after looking at their schedule. I mean, that looked like a great schedule for Baltimore. San Francisco 49ers over 11 and a half at 115. I'll take the over on that. I think they'll win 12 games. Speaking of, depends on the quarterback play. Sure. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs under eleven and a half at plus one hundred five. No, they'll win more than they'll win. Hammer the over. They'll win thirteen games. Yeah. Philadelphia over ten and a half at minus one fifty. Oh, they'll win more than ten and a half games. Yeah, they're an eleven win team all all day too for sure. Okay, here's a good one. Under ten and a half plus one ten. Buffalo Bills. Uh, no, the Bills are going to win 11 games, man. There's no way they're not going to win 11 games. I don't think the Jets are better than the Bills, bro. I just don't. So I, I'm I'm going to take the Bills I, to win more. I think this could be a sneaky one. Not saying it will happen. Just saying. I feel like this might be one to watch. Okay. Jacksonville Jaguars under 10 and a half minus 145. Ooh, God. I mean, they win nine games. They'll win that division anyway, so it doesn't really matter. This is under 10 and a half. Yeah. I would take the under. I think the unders. I think nine or 10 is probably more suited for Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Detroit Lions under nine and a half at plus 105. I mean, this comes down to, do you think the Lions or the Vikings are the best team in in there? I'm going to say, I'm going to say, under nine wins. I'm going to take the over, man. Okay. I definitely, I think the Lions can win it. New Orleans Saints over nine and a half at even. Under, under that. No way. Under you. Well, you think they win at nine games? I think they you, win. The, who, who's I think winning the division? They will with like seven wins. I don't think they're that good. Good I, Lord. Dude, that's no under. No chance. Under. No chance. Nine and a half. You think the Saints are winning 10 games this year? Yeah. If the Saints lose to the Packers, they're not winning 10 games. <laughs> Cleveland Browns over nine and a half plus 110. Under again. Like under. I root for unders on that one. Dallas Cowboys over nine and a half minus 130. Over. Miami Dolphins over nine and a half plus 105. Under. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Chargers over nine and a half minus one ten. Over. Yeah, that that one's tricky, Ooh, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's man. a good number. It's a good split for Bre- them. Is dude. Brendan Staley gonna win ten fucking games again? Probably. Is he gonna lose in the first round? Probably. Like that's where I'm at with the Chargers. So I'm gonna Kellen say more. Yeah, I'm gonna say over. They'll win ten games. Minnesota Vikings under eight and a half minus one ten. Mm, no, I think the over is better on that one. 
probably. Yeah. Uh, Steelers under eight and a half plus one ten. I'll take the over on that. Mike Tomlin doesn't go Never under. Never have a losing yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. Mike Tomlin doesn't get under. Like, no, no. Yeah, I'll take the over. Yeah, this one, this one should be a good bet, in my opinion. Seattle Seahawks under eight and a half at even. Oh, geez. This is all. Do you think they fall off that fast? Well, this is the tournament of the Rams, I, I think. If Stafford and Cup come back healthy, you know, are the Rams back a little bit? Like, you know, this team did win a Super Bowl two years ago. I know they had. Did they have Von Miller on that team? Yeah, right? Yeah. The, um, why, yes. does that, why does that sound yes. wrong now? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he he got mid-season. Okay, so Von Miller was on that team. Obviously, I think B Wags might have been there too. But I, if Stafford comes back and plays MVP level football, who you know, boom, they're back, man. That that's all there. So I'm gonna say, oh, you know what? We'll root for the over. I root for Geno. Nine nine wins for them. Atlanta Falcons. Under eight and a half at minus one ten. I don't know if you can see my face, which you Yes, I can. Uh for yeah, those shocked. listening, for those listening, my jaw hit the ground. You I, I would take I would have I probably would have taken under six and a half if it was there. I mean Well so here's here's I would assume what's factoring in is that the Falcons closed out the season with two wins, two consecutive wins, seven and ten, beating the Cardinals and the Bucks, who were both so bad I, I, football teams last year. I know, I know. I, I'm going to assume that's what factors it in. Uh, yeah, I would take the under. Carolina Panthers over seven and a half minus one twenty-five. I, I think the Panthers will be a better team this year than the Falcons. That's my bold uh, take okay. right now. So, yeah, I, I still think you could take the under on that. Seven wins for the Panthers. That would be a pretty good year. So, yeah, I think the under Chicago Bears under seven and a half at even. Under under again. That's the New seven England win Patriots team. under seven and a half plus one oh five. I think by default they're going to be under. I don't know if they can have four teams in that division do that well. And I think might be the worst team in the division. I think right now it's it's getting close. It's getting close. Again? Yeah. So I mean Yeah. Raiders under seven and a half minus one fifty. Under. Under for the Raiders. They're a seven win team as well. Ooh, I don't know. That's a, Jimmy that's G? a tight one. You like Jimmy G there? I mean, I, I don't know. If Devontae can You're get the a couple one, wins. You're the one that gave Jimmy G like uh, a decent QB rating. Yeah, he's decent. He's decent. You know what's a decent record? Winning oh. seven and ten, seven games and losing ten of them. Like, that's pretty much decent. That's how that goes. So, I think that eight would be a really good year for Vegas. I do. I don't know if that's... I don't know if they're trying to go for a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Tennessee Titans over seven and a half minus one hundred five. Under. Damn. Well, and it's uh, either Will Levis or Ryan Tannehill. So go from there. I got the Commanders under seven and a half one fifty minus mm. one fifty. Yes, but only because of their division. If the Commanders were in the AFC South, they might win the division. Okay. Colts under six and a half at even. Ooh, 
Wow. Is that the lowest one we've had so far? Six and a half? Uh, yeah, I, I believe this is in descending order. Oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. Um, sure. Let's go under. Sure. Six win team. All right. LA Rams over six and a half minus 110. I'm going to go over. Yeah. I mean, I guess that depends on Stafford, right? Not Cooper cup, not Aaron Donald. Uh, how does Stafford play? Because he's uh, he's almost done, dude. Maybe maybe this year, maybe next, and then he's out. I don't give him two Is more years. That, okay, here here we got to do this one now because we've done this the last two years. We knew Ben Roethlisberger was going to be a sad tour. We knew Matt Ryan was going to be a sad tour. We got to pick. Yeah. We got to pick the QB that's going to be the sad tour this year early contender Matt Stafford absolutely okay all right okay. in fact I would say Matt Stafford just off of initial memory not looking at rosters again I know we we looked at it last week I'm gonna assume that he has the best contention for that award okay yeah yeah, I think that, well, we knew the last two. They were very easy predicts, I think. Some people were delusional Colts fans like our cousin uh, and thought that Matt Ryan <laughs> was going to be all right. But we knew. We were calling that from the jump. He was going to be bad. Yeah, we knew that was bad. Rod Houston Texans as well, so. over five and a half minus 130. Mm. I could easily place the over, I think. They have six win team. Are they better than any team in the AFC South? Are they better than the Colts? Maybe. Are they better than the Titans? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be close, it all man. Depends on where you feel. You're the one that likes CJ Stroud. I mean, you might want to take it. If you're one to not like CJ, then maybe the under is is the better pick. All right. Uh, what was it? Six and a half? Over five and a half at minus 130. They'll win six games. They'll win six games. Okay. And the lowest odds is Arizona under five and a half at minus one fifty. I think I don't understand this one maybe uh, as much as everyone. Like I know everyone hates on Arizona, but I, I don't think they're that bad. I mean, like, will they win six I think games? They're crazy. Dude. Will they win six games? They could. They could for sure. What division? It's a brutal division. It's a brutal division, especially if the Rams are back. So I get that part of it. There you go. Maybe it's a five-win team. Maybe it's a five-win team. All right. All right. Those are the over-under odds. You can let us know what you think of that. Where does your team fall? Uh, you can just message us on any of our platforms. Type in random sports thing. And whatever pops up. You just click on it and be like, yo, down the wire. And just let us know. Yeah. Use the None of y'all are messaging us anyways. Use the hashtag. I fucking hate you sports. And we will, we will use that hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag. Do you think we listen to this much down the wire? And then I'll reply with the hashtag. Bet your damn ass you do. Yes. Hell yeah. All right. What's next nice. on the agenda here, brother? Uh, I just want to I want to touch on some things from the MLB okay. because we've had a pretty fun MLB start. 
Uh, I think I had I, I had a bigger thing. I think we we should save that to next week. Okay. Just based on where we're at, but I do want to mention the stuff that did happen. So first things first. This whole deal with the tipping situation. Mm-hmm. Just you know what? Let's just let's just expand that to the New York Yankees. Okay. The New York Yankees are in a weird, are having a weird season. Yeah, right? they're they're winning, but they're not winning enough. Their their division's also stacked. The Orioles, baby, that's I'm rocking with the Orioles right now. Let's go! Yeah, absolutely. Um, this whole like tipping thing with Aaron Judge and the Toronto Blue Jays. Where do you fall with that? Here's where I fall with it. One. I don't know if he is, okay? I, I don't know. I know he hit a home run the very next pitch after looking over. So I can't say that he safely is tipping pitches. Could he be tipping pitches? Sure, sure. Here's my other thing. I have zero problem with stealing pitches if you know what's coming. I have zero problem with it. And that is because, like, that should be the pitcher's job to hide that, right? Um... Yeah. Now, what the Astros did, completely different, using technology, like relaying a dude from inside, like the front office, who's telling them what pitch is coming with buzzers and shit. No, don't like that. But if you want to, like, yell at your dude, like, watch the slider, because he does this every time he throws a slider, I have zero problem with that. Absolutely zero problem with that. Even looking over, if you feel ballsy enough to look over in the middle of a at-bat in the major leagues and then you hit a dong after, I'm okay with it. I totally am. I'm sorry. I, I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion, but that should be the pitcher's job to conceal and hide his pitches better then. Yeah, I, I don't know. And here's the thing it's it's the Yankees if there's a team that I'm gonna bet is doing some nefarious stuff man the Yankees are probably a front runner every time without a beard without a beard they're not doing anything nefarious with a beard yes so um and to follow through with that did you see this uh, Domingo German or Jermaine situation uh Herman okay all right is uh, it Herman? It is. It is. Um, oh my bad. Sorry. I, I I heard he got ejected. I didn't see the substance or anything. He didn't get ejected. Didn't. Oh, they checked him. What he was sticky, and then they were like, "It's good." Like what? I mean, so, he got me, suspended. Let me, though. Let me he got suspended give for you ten the, games. The, let me give you the situation. Right. Uh, Herman hadn't allowed a base runner. Struck out six of the first nine batters he faced mm-hmm. as he walked off the mound in the middle of the third inning. Yeah. First base umpire, James Hoy, the crew chief, Hoya. stopped the righty, mm-hmm. uh, stopped the pitcher to check his hands for foreign substance, cleared him of his glove and his left hand, but on his pitching hand, it was deemed tacky. Uh, man told them that it was rosin, you know, and obviously legal. And the crew chief told him to wash his hands between the innings, remove the elevated level of tackiness. So went to the dugout, 
and then came back for the fourth, the crew chief went back to inspect his hands, and there was some tackiness left, specifically on his pinky. And mm. he, uh, again, told which, him which that he washed his hands. Which you don't use to pitch. Which you don't use to pitch. Am I wrong? Like, you don't use your pinky to pitch at all. I don't think so. Right. You don't grip yeah. it like palm ball anymore. So, I mean, yeah, it's definitely seems like it's a little bit of an umpire power trip with this checking right now, uh, which the umps all time bad this year. It just feels like I'm sorry. I, I really want to not be in favor of robo umps, but like every time I see something new every day where I'm like, damn, we probably should just get these fucking robos up in here. Uh, or at least like a pitch challenge system, maybe. But um, with Herman, is he the second guy this year? Probably been ejected then. Scherzer, obviously, was the first one. Doesn't really matter. He's been getting rocked all year as well. Um, and now Herman is, um, I, he got a suspension, I'm pretty sure, is what I saw. I think he got 10 games. Ooh, was it 10? That feels like a lot. I Well, 10 games is two starts for a pitcher, you know. So That's true. That's it's true, not true. it's not necessarily a lot, but he he got suspended and I think that's the same suspension Scherzer got when it happened. So, the MLB's definitely cracking down on it. They want to make sure it's all good, whatever. Was it was James Hoy the same one who's ejected all the other guys? So, it's a different ump finally. Uh, I remember, well, first of all, I don't know. I, again, he never got ejected. He did get suspended, though, right? Yes, because they, they. Well, I don't know because it says they ultimately they they decided uh, Herman didn't break the rules. Mm. So I don't I don't think he got suspended. I I thought I heard he got a ten game suspension. So I I might be wrong on that, but. I, yeah, baseball should have no. Oh sticky. yeah, he was he was suspended. You're right, right. Yeah, I mean, then that's stupid. If he didn't get ejected, like why suspend him? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know I don't know what to really think of that. Um, I thought he got especially ejected. once you combine everything. Rocco Baldelli, um, Twins manager, of course, lost his shit. Yeah, that's a Rocco Baldelli move. Yep. Uh, a lot and, of Rocco Baldelli fans got, over here got ejected. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So a total topsy turvy on that one. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say no sticky stuff. But if he didn't get ejected, why the fuck is he getting suspended? That makes no sense. Yeah, never got ejected. Uh, retired ten of the next thirteen batters after Baldelli's ejection lasted six and a third inning, mm. striking out a career best eleven, no walks, and surrendering a run on three hits. We need the ump scorecard for that if the ump sucked or not. So that'll be my that'll be my determining factor on if the sticky stuff mattered or not. I uh I, yeah. I'm just saying, watch the Yankees, man. They up to some shit. With no beards. No beards. No beards, but All right. plenty of Twitter hitter time. Twitter hitter. Yes. Let me uh let me get situated with this then. Should I kick this off or what what do we Go ahead. Okay, yeah, sure. I can do that. Going over to my Twitter, uh Wurtz Thomas. If you don't follow me on Twitter, uh make sure you do that. W R T Z T H O M A S. Uh, I don't know if this is a Twitter hitter or if this is a quick hit, but I'm going to put it in Twitter hitter right now. 
Um, Stetson Bennett. This is a big. This is a big uh, news for me for some reason. I don't know why I thought this was so interesting. Fourth round selection this last year for the Rams, probably higher than most thought. There's no record of him graduating from the University of Georgia, and he has been there since 2017. Look, extending the stay. Just a little weird. You know what I mean? Like, he's been at the university for quite some time. You know, I would like to think that, uh, you know, you'd probably get stuff done in six years, especially being on the football team, you know? Like, but, but, I mean, what's his degree? Um, Ball. His degree is in ball. There you go. I'm just saying, this man. Bitch. Some... I didn't get the disc part. I just heard bitch. Um, <laughs> we recorded oops. all of it at least. So, all right, my uh, my Twitter hater again. Maybe not necessarily. Um, it's more informational than it is like to shit on to an extent. This one comes from Houston Texans. Houston Rockets. Everything. Starting pitcher chooses the jerseys. And hashtag Astros ace Framber Valdez mm -hmm. always chooses the blue alternate. Always chooses that. Except twice this season, he hasn't had a choice. In the opening day and the other night when they were, uh, he was forced to wear the Space City. Mm -hmm. Those are the only two non-quality starts by Framber all season. This not a not a quality dresser it sounds like he likes uh just saying likes to be in the uh other side of this all right should we get to some quick hits go ahead okay um i think this is a fun fact uh a fun draw for everyone as well too zach granke set some history in milwaukee if you didn't hear this one did you hear this really? stat dave no i have not Zach Greinke becomes just the fifth pitcher to strike out 1,000 different batters in MLB oh, yes, history. I did so um, Greinke joins company now with Randy Johnson, uh, Roger Clemens, uh, Nolan Ryan, and I believe it was Glavin. Tom Glavin was the other one. So... 1,000 different guys. If you saw the pitch, it was an absolutely terrible fucking pitch. It shouldn't be called a strike at all. So, um, Joey Weimer got rung up looking. But shout out to Zach Granke. Love to support my boy uh, out there. Next, um, the first ever college summer softball league now coming to the Northwoods League where I am all right. kind of employed. Um, so obviously there's programs around the country, all different summer league teams. You maybe you've heard of them. Maybe you haven't where college baseball players go to get, um, they're totally rich. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like they're, they're shit done to get, get to work in whatever it might be. Uh, stay loose. Northwoods league announces the launch of the first ever women's summer college softball league. It will start play next season. They will be, I believe, four teams only right now, so there won't be anything crazy going on. But obviously, this is... When I heard this, I just thought it was kind of crazy that this is the first one. I mean, 
seems a little ridiculous. Um, but now I think it's going to be probably a dynasty with this being so far ahead of everyone else. Like the best talent's probably going to come to the Northwoods League. If I'm not, you know, it, why wouldn't they? They're going to recruit the best players from the from the jump. They're going to probably yeah. get the best development out of it. So I thought that was a cool, uh, cool little tidbit, cool little something to add to the, you know, women in sports that we yeah, yeah. preach all the time. And then Zach Allen literally is Randy Johnson. That was my other one. Um, Man, dude, I'm sorry. I was super hyped for that that video. Yeah. Okay, go yeah. ahead. You explain. So there was a, I, I definitely can get behind the disappointment in this video. Not that we root for birds to die, okay? But... It's unless said, you're like they're they're spies, unless you're spies. unless unless you're a worm, then birds can die. Okay, I, I believe that as well. Dennis Rodman hates birds, the worm. Um, yes, but Zach Allen was playing a little bit of toss with a buddy and uh, threw a curveball, so it wasn't very fast, but it completely hit this bird dead on, and. Uh, the bird died right next to the guy who was supposed to catch the ball. So the bird literally is probably halfway there because he hit the bird dead on. Bird flies the other halfway distance and then lands at the feet of the guy going to catch the ball. Bird didn't explode, though. I mean, bird just died. Sad, sad death. But I really wish, like, if a bird's going to die, it explodes, right? I, I mean... At least you'd want it to go out in a blaze of glory, right? Right, something like that. Uh, it was pretty unfortunate, but being good, being Diamondbacks pitcher, hitting birds all correlated at some point. <laughs> That's all my quick Is hits. Is that me? Yes. Rad. I loved it. I loved it. All right. So I got, I got a couple of them real fast. First, there is a new... Movement. Former Patriots Tully Banta Kane. Oh, I announced he is. But yes, I, I've never. I don't like that that video. I mean, who who the fuck is that? Like, I don't know who that is. Tully Banta Kane. What position did he play? I I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. But all right, all right. Go ahead. Do your quick. Hold on. Let up. me tell you. Let me tell you what he's doing, and let me tell you who he's doing it with, and it might change your perspective. Okay has joined forces with former NFL players Terrell Owens, Corey Dillon, Devin McCourty, and Adam Pacman Jones. A lot more famous. To start a beach football league. Ooh. Starting it launching in February 2024. Changes your tone a little bit, right? Um Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Am I like Yeah. So beach football specifically, if you haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, yeah, that is what is beach football is. Are they going to so there's all like be some shirtless. weird? There's like weird rules to it, and it's going to be a bunch of like sixty year old men with their shirts off, looking way better than you. Yeah, I I'm assuming their shirts will be off the whole time. Yeah, okay, all right, I'm for it. Sure, why not? I mean, look, it's is it going to take over? any extra football that we have now probably not but is this like an espn ocho standard yes i yes, would say yeah yes i i this is coming on after cornhole or before cornhole at some point yes yeah yeah for sure 
Uh, next up, speaking of Matt Ryan, Ooh. did you hear he got a job? Uh, CBS? CBS as an analyst. What do you think about that? I think he's going to be good at it. Yeah? I think he's going to be good at yeah, it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he's going to be, he's it. not going to be a play by, or a color guy. He's going to be like on the desk, right? Yes. That's yeah. what I believe too. Yeah. I, I can no, see him I, doing I that. Know. Like, I don't hate it. Yeah. I'm for it. Let's go. Yeah. Matt Ryan. All right. Tom, when's the last time you went to a mall? Um, I went to the mall actually more recently than you think. I forget why. I had to go somewhere specific, so I think I went to Dick's Sporting Goods. But but that's like attached to the mall. That's not the mall. I I think I went and you know did a circle in the mall or something. I if I go to the mall, I I don't go to more than four stores. Well, uh, the the mall has changed, right? Mm -hmm. People can now shop online, and we're seeing a lot of American malls fall apart why would you right? go to a mall when you have amazon for sure exactly well guess what there is a new movement to turn all malls starting specifically for woodfield lennox fox hills uh fox hills specifically into pickleball courts oh shit and thinking on it that way i'm like Okay. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. piqued my interest. You still pickle, of course. bro? You still but, pickle, bro? Uh, I, I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a good place to have them, and especially when, I, I mean, those those buildings are gonna go dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you turn these into like pickleball whatevers, I, I, you're getting some use out of it, yeah. or at least a, some of it. You know, some use for sure. I, I don't hate it. Okay. All right. I can get behind that. Yeah. All right, and I got one more for you. Brentford's Ivan Tony, so a uh, footballer, um, soccer, not of the American variety, yeah, has been suspended oh. uh, for breaching the FA rules for betting. Do you want to know the number he is at? How many times did he breach those rules? I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna say five hundred times. Two hundred and sixty-two times. That's a lot. That's a lot that's, of bets. That's a lot of bets. Yes. Uh so now the Brentford striker has been suspended from all team activities for the next eight months, less than one day per breach. <laughs> like, yeah, I was actually thinking that didn't um, seem yeah. that bad, right? Yeah, I, I think eight months is very light. If For, this was the NFL, that would be eight years, if not a lifetime ban. Well, 260 bets, yeah. I think the NFL is definitely going two years minimum on that. And uh, yeah, you, I could see a lot more banning in the future as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't so think this, that's that, that bad. This took, pl- this took place between February 2017 and January 2021. So that means during COVID... He was still going around betting like he just could not stop himself. It was just like Korean baseball league. I got to get in on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. He was just going after it. I I, I respect it, bro. 
Let's see if he made any money those four years. Otherwise, is uh, not worth it. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, this is also before the FA withdrew 30 of the breaches. Mm. And uh, Tony had admitted, after he had admitted to 232 other breaches. So right around 500. That's pretty nuts. You said that's 262 plus 30. I mean, that's 490 right there. So I was pretty close uh, on how many breaches? 500. That was a good guess. I like that. All right. It's a great way to ra- wrap it up. Yeah, man. I, look, good for you. Um, I, I mean, obviously not quite sure what he was betting on. Hopefully it wasn't on his teams really fucking... If he was betting on his up. teams and he only got eight months, that's ridiculous. Like, that would be crazy. I don't games. know, man. I know nothing. Be like it's, the Alabama baseball team. Yeah, FIFA don't give a fuck. Did you see the new logo, by the way, for the World Cup? I have not. It is awful. I mean, it's just so boring. So Yay. it's you're not missing much. It's pretty much like football 2026. Like, that's basically what it is. Like Sounds... Sounds good to me. Sounds like America that came up with it. Nice. Um, all right. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Down the Wire. If you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure you check us out wherever you get your podcasts. That's Spotify. That's Apple Podcasts, Podbean, iHeart, Pandora. We're on all of them. It really doesn't matter. You can check us out at any of those places, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, and if not, you want to just support some local business or local website business, whatever it might be, you can always check us out on thechairshot.com. Yo, FanDuel. Pat McAfee's not there anymore. Pick us boys up. Peace. Every time we do it, y'all, we do it with fire. Yeah. Sports podcast down the wire. Every time we do it, y'all, we do it with fire. Yeah. Sports podcast down the wire. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.